0: Hi, mamas Or mamas to be I'm Kayla. And I'm Tara. And welcome, welcome to Motherhood, motherhood Leaked. Leaked.
1: We're two first-time mums leaking unfiltered tales of motherhood. Being there, getting there, and possibly getting lost along the way. Let's, Let's chat. chat. Make contains swearing.
0: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Motherhood Leaked. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Tara. How are you? How has your week been? Good. I feel like it's been a week on the up and up.
1: Um... Still some, you know, low moments off the back of the week prior that like we talked about but yes. in the last episode. But no, overall, I feel like we've gotten to we're Sunday. We've got through the week. Highlight <laughs> of my week was actually doing something not mothery. Oh. Um, I went to I a women's in business kind of networking night. Oh, fancy. Um, Actually it was with Beck who we're interviewing in this episode. Coincidence? Um, oh <laughs> yeah, she actually invited me to go with her. Um, oh, I think it was like a few weeks ago I booked the ticket, forgot about it, and then was like it was like Monday or Tuesday and I was like, Oh my god, that event's on. And look, to be honest, I think we all go through those moments where you know how you commit to something and then you get like that right before it you're like, Ah, oh, do I really want to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely had that. Was even honest with Beck and said all day I was going back and forth in my mind, like, yeah. Should I just message her and say I can't go? But no, I got out of my comfort zone and I went. Dolled up got doled up I did I went to my good friend's house who um right before I was like I literally was there probably half an hour before I needed to leave and was like dress me um she works in real estate and has beautiful clothes and I was like I do not have anything appropriate probably to wear and I don't want to go buy something so can you
0: just tell listeners what color you wore
1: I wore white
0: so you can tell you weren't with Elliot (laughs) yes and I would
1: I I could post photo but I actually didn't take any other than a photo in the like a lift um a (laughs) lift selfie (laughs) to Troy and I have all my clothes stacked up in my I could probably just post that but yes I wore white so I clearly didn't have Elliot with me and I didn't spill anything on it
0: wow that is even bigger even more impressive yes
1: um so yeah got all dressed up um went to i think the event is called she knows business um okay and yeah it's just a networking night for women who run their own businesses so there was all like a variety of different women um you know, I was there in the work that I do, being a coach, a women's hormone coach. Um, then there was Beck, obviously. She runs Bump, um, which we'll get more into today, which yep. is exciting. Um, and then, yeah, I met like a naturopath there. But then there was also, um, oh my God, this mum. Oh, actually, is she a mum? I don't think she's a mum, actually. But she, um, not that it matters, but <laughs> well, she has created, maybe she's a mum. Yeah. Anyway, she's created um, <laughs> pouch wine. Oh. So think of like oh, your like a toddler's yoga, toddler yoga pouch, pouch yeah. but it's got wine in it. Oh, wow. Yes. And it it's epic. And like the thought process behind that, you look at it and you think, oh, yeah, wine in a pouch. Yeah. But no, actually, she had to go through like fermentation, like the... Fermentation process, making sure the wine didn't ferment in there. Yeah, storage the, of it, packaging it, and like oh, I'll have
0: to. So you could share a pouch with your toddler. You could be sitting out there. You could be having a like yes. little <laughs> pouch, and you could be sipping on a wine. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I can't think of the name of it. I, I will post it. Um, we should put it in the show notes, and I just want to give her a plug. And I, I think that was. Kind of the whole thing about the night was actually just supporting we, like each other, like yeah. and celebrating each other's wins. And, and like you
0: say, that's what today's episode is about too, because um, we're talking to and it's about celebrating, you know, women in business and how people juggle that and
1: and be mothers. Yeah, but um, yeah, so it was good. Okay, we'll how was your that. week? My week was really good. Um, Can mum I went home. Oh wait, Where? sorry, hang on. I know your mum went home, but more to the point,
0: I know how excited you were for this. You had FOMO. Tara, how yeah. was your glucose test? Okay, so, woo! Had the glucose test on when yesterday. Um, look, I was first disappointed when I got there because it was called, like, the place I went to was a family practice. So I was thinking it was going to at least have a comfy chair. It was horrible. Oh, no, it was, it
1: was one of those waiting rooms. It just was a blood test chitty. waiting room, like oh. downstairs
0: from the family practice. It was literally white, horrible painted walls, white. The chairs were just cold and uncomfortable. Okay, so
1: for anyone, if you just happened to miss last week's episode, first of all, you should listen to it. But yep. secondly, Tara envisioned this as her little mama getaway. Just, yeah, so she had I downloaded like
0: six Netflix movies thinking I was going to be there all day. <laughs> I didn't get, I obviously have a child already, but I didn't get the glucose test last time because it was COVID. Um, so here I am thinking I'm going to get a break and it's going to be like really comfy and cozy. Uh, no. Lucky I was, there was like 900 people already lining up trying to, you know, you have to get in early yep. with other blood tests, but I was booked in and I yep. got through first obviously cause I had to be there for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just, and even when I went in, so I had my first blood test, um, and then she gave me the drink and I was like super excited about it. And she's like, you got five minutes to drink it. And I was like feeling very rushed because everyone else was outside and she said I had five minutes, but in actual fact, it's like, well, I've got people waiting. So can you just so hurry, you up, hurry and, the fuck up? Yeah. yeah. I felt a bit of pressure. Um, The drink went down like a fine wine.
1: See, I'm surprised at that because we were talking about this before we started recording, and I remember, and I'm sure any other mums who've done this, you might feel the same. It was to me, it was very thick. It was so sweet, like, and I took the full five minutes because I was sipping that thing. I couldn't get it down. You must have
0: a big sweet tooth, Sarah. Yeah, look, I do have a sweet tooth, and I like lemonade. And I didn't think it was that thick. Maybe it was different. Maybe it was in like a little bottle. Yeah, it was like clear clear plastic. 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 Yeah, no. Okay. Well, I sculled that thing like, and I was like, "She's like, you might feel a bit sick afterwards. Here's a sick bag," and I still thought i had at this stage two more of those drinks to drink so i was like oh i'm gonna feel nauseous after the second one like first one was like okay and then she's like no you only drink one and i was
1: like oh i was getting all these letdowns i am i thought i was drinking
0: three and i was that hungry because you have to obviously fast Mm -hmm. um and i'm pregnant so i just want to eat all the time um And then So that all went well I said look Do you mind if I sit in my car Which is literally out the front Because that's going to be Comfier than me Sitting inside And she's like Well you're not meant to I think you can sign Something that says yeah, If I pass hand. out Like oh, oh, I'm okay. not going to yep. Hold it against you <laughs> Um, but she didn't offer me that. <laughs> she was like, well, I'd rather you sit in here. But if you want to sit in your car, that's, you know, up to you. But you sh- like, we shouldn't let you. Yeah, because you've got to wait a significant amount of time. It's a so long then I time felt to guilted sit. into sitting in this terrible, terrible waiting room. So oh, I did- so you didn't sit in the car? No, I didn't sit in the car. Oh, so you the guilt override I got the you. guilt. Oh, so okay, I sat okay. in the waiting room then. like a good girl. And then I studied. <laughs> I got on my computer and studied instead of watching all the Netflix shows because I was so angry that I wasn't comfortable anyway. I'm like, I may as well study. Anyway, the second blood test came around. The first one took a while because my veins aren't good. So it took a while to get the blood out. Second one worked like a treat. And then I jinxed myself. I think it was like the second hour one. And then last one, she couldn't find blood (laughs) because all my veins had been open. Um, And yeah, it took a couple of goes. And then she used a butterfly clip in the end it was fine and i like i think i spoke about it in the stories i made it through like it was some big feat I that's like, <laughs> like a couple of blood tests i'm like please relax tara but anyway it was fine i don't have fomo anymore because i've had the glucose test okay good um, and glad. then we'll get results back this week so i'll keep you updated yeah, please do please but let's do. i'm excited to get into this week's episode because um, we had a great conversation with beck about business about motherhood um so i think we should just get into it let's go let's go Here we are with Beck Parrish, owner and director at Bump Southport. Welcome, Beck. Thank you so much for having me. That's Thank, okay. Thanks for joining
1: us, Beck. I feel like our relationship, and I'm going to call it a relationship because <laughs> we became friends very quickly in the we last did. few months, but I feel like that it was all just meant to be. And the fact that you're in my bedroom now as we're recording <laughs> yeah. um, this podcast today, just like Tara, it. our relationship's gotten to this point very quickly yeah yeah and we are excited to have you here because I was saying to Tara after I met you how I was just so inspired by you and in awe of you because not only have you just conquered the first year of motherhood like most mothers do but you decided to start a business in that (laughs) time I did (laughs) well thank you that's (laughs) all um so yeah we thought today that we would just chat with you a bit about your motherhood journey and starting a business because um Without even saying anymore, I'm sure a lot of people are like, how? Yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, somewhere to start. Um, what was your main driver for wanting to start a business when you had a four-month-old? I
2: yeah, I think probably everyone thinks I'm pretty insane for doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it all just came from like a really organic place and like being in that place in my life at that time. So when I was pregnant, I was still working full-time until I was 37 weeks and wow. there was just nowhere that offered prenatal classes. Like at the time it, look, it didn't really bother me. I was still walking my dog every day when I was pregnant. So it was like, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but once I'd had my daughter, my husband works stupid hours. So he leaves between like four and five every morning. So I couldn't go to like a morning class. Yeah. Nighttime's like witching hour. It's
0: Makes too hard. hard for me to go <laughs> at night.
2: So there was just nowhere like during the day that had a crèche that I would feel safe leaving like a really little baby. So I just wanted to create something. I just couldn't believe that it wasn't a thing, like the lack of resources for mums going through such big changes in their life and not having that support. I just, yeah, I, I just became really passionate about providing that for people and, yeah, having somewhere to go. Yeah.
0: And so you have – how old is your daughter? To- she is one in 12 days. Wow. <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, with that, what you are saying about having nowhere to go essentially, it's mm. like that um, when you – become a mother in those early months it's very vulnerable very raw for many reasons but I've talked about it on this podcast before how for me personally it was that trying to find myself like and I went from being someone who was quite active prior to pregnancy um, and then in pregnancy just walking a lot like you did and that was mainly because when I was looking for somewhere I would look for gyms look for even like yoga pilates that was pregnancy specific but a lot of the classes were actually not and it was more that the instructor would say that they would cater for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I found that what was happening was like, I just wasn't getting a good work. Like I just felt like I wasn't being catered for. Yeah. And then actually in those early months of motherhood, I was going to the mums and bubs sort of classes that were available, but still for me, it was like more of, it was more of a, it wasn't even about me. Like it never felt like it was for me. It was like either in pregnancy, it was just, I wasn't being catered for, or in those early months of motherhood, it was like, it was just something to get out of the house. like, yeah. And it never felt like I had that chance to do something f- for me. So I know since I have started going to bump myself, um, it has felt like that space where you can go and be fully supported. Yeah. Whether, yeah. As in whether you're pregnant, whether you're a mother now, I think that it's definitely something that I wish that was around when I had first become a mum. What have you found? Well, I guess what drew you to well, how did you find out about Bump? Like, yeah. where did they, where did this all come from? Because I'd never I'd never heard of a gym like this before.
2: Yeah, um, the internet was obviously listening to me. <laughs> how it does? As it does. Yeah. So I'm. I was saying things to my husband like. And I was getting to that point where I was like, okay, I'm literally never going to do anything for myself again. Like yeah. there's nowhere for me to go. There's nothing for me to do. That's it. All I do is walk. I ended up buying myself a reformer machine, which is yeah. so expensive. Oh, and wow. I used it like five times because yeah. then I opened a gym. Like how insane am I? <laughs> now I just have this reformer that I don't use. Yeah. Cause that's where I was at the point where that was my only option. Like there was just, yeah, nowhere else for me to
0: go. Yeah. Um, Did you have a fitness background before you started bump?
2: No. see that's awesome yeah so my background was just business and international hospitality management and I've been in hospo for 12 years yeah um but no didn't I've always loved exercise like I went to KX Pilates I used to do F45 like I've always been very active I did a lot of sport at school so I've always enjoyed it yeah but it
1: wasn't my career path yeah
0: yeah and here you are and here I am (laughs) now I own a gym yeah
1: (laughs) that's so exciting what's been something um I know that's anyone starting a business faces challenges but has what has been the most challenging part i guess of you know you've you've had this your phone listening and it's dropped bump into your world and you're like oh cool this looks great it's like exactly what i need yes um but obviously starting a business has a lot of pressures what's something that was a bit of a hurdle as has been a challenge to follow that passion for you as beck but then yeah. being a mother like what's been a challenge that you've had to kind of face and maybe still are facing
2: yeah I guess when I saw the ads and they started following me I was I had only had her like maybe three weeks before when it first popped up wow and I made an inquiry and they sent me like some information back and I was like wow I really like would love something like this like if this was available for me to go to I would go you'd be there (laughs) um So, but then I was like, as if I'm going to start a business, I just had a baby. Yeah, No, that's not happening. And then I think maybe I was three months postpartum and I was like getting to that point where I wanted to do something and I didn't have anywhere to go. So then I was looked into it a little bit more seriously, took a meeting and spoke to Sam about it. And he was like, I guess like, (laughs) yeah. So then we went, I went on a trip um, when Pip was... She must have been four months, yeah, four months old because um, we have a lot of family down in Sydney and, like, mm-hmm. all around Wollongong, Canberra. So we, I did a big trip with her so everyone could meet her. And the DY gym is, like, five minutes from my nan's house, which is mm. a coincidence.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, we were going there for lunch. So we ended up having a meeting and Sam came along and he was like, I think we're buying a gym. Like, this is just <laughs> the right thing for you. Like, he just – there was no hesitation. Like, we yeah, just wow. – So you
0: had that support right too thing. from your partner. So yeah. that's – Awesome.
2: Which I thought he would have been like, you're insane. Like, yeah. this is, yeah. You don't have a background of owning a gym or yeah. like, yeah. So, but the support was, I think it was just like, we both knew that there was a hole in the market for that as mm-hmm. well. There's nothing else like it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you need to be at like the front end of something like that because it yeah. will take off. And I think it is starting to because people are looking for it. Um, even like businesses that I'm networking with, they're all looking for somewhere to send their clients because there isn't anywhere. Yeah. Um.
0: So... And we were saying too, it's this thing like the mentality's changed a lot. Back in the day, you know, different generations, exercise wasn't seen to be a good thing when you're pregnant. And, and you know, before and after, it's like, no, you just lay down, get some bed rest, you know, yeah. don't move. Whereas it's completely flipped now. It's mm. like, no, exercise is a really good thing, which yeah, it always exactly. you know, has been. But um, there's a lot more known about it now. And, you know, doing exercise is so good for you when you're pregnant and not pregnant. And, um, it's just, I, even when I went in and did a few classes, I was saying to Kayla, I just came out feeling so supported like you're you know that everyone did have different options and it really catered just for everybody and I felt really powerful walking out of there and empowered I was just like this is so much fun like and you know I started what am I 20 something weeks pregnant um, and I hadn't done exercise you know properly in a long time except for chasing after a toddler (laughs) Um, and it was just a really great smooth transition I was like very surprised at how I went
2: (laughs) yeah I think that like breaking that stigma of people like thinking they can't exercise when they're Mm. pregnant. Yes. Um, And I think that also does come from, like, there's not a lot of people out there that have pre and postnatal training. So, like, people don't feel confident going and doing it because they're, like, they'd just rather not risk it. Do you know what I mean? But if they feel like they're in safe hands and they're training safely, then absolutely they should be doing it because like birth is no joke. You need to like, your body is growing a baby. (laughs) You need to be strong. You should be moving. Like it's so important. So if people are in an environment where they feel confident that people know what they're doing and they can modify the movements for them at any stage of pregnancy and postpartum, like they should definitely be doing it.
0: Yeah. And how does that go? Like, how do you find your instructor, your instructors and um, how did you, you know, hide the women at your gym or the men whoever is working at your gym.
2: Um, I found them all on social media, actually. Yep. Yeah. I didn't even end up going to seek. It was all through um, yeah, like a bit of research. Yeah. Yeah. Just through um Facebook and Instagram. So oh, awesome. um they all applied through there. And um I'm very I'm I think I'm a very good judge of character. <laughs> yeah. And I I think like for people I've worked sort of, you know, in I've been in Involved in recruitment before. Like, I haven't been totally hiring people. Yeah. Um, so that part was quite overwhelming for me because I knew, like, to have a good team is, like, going to be the core of my business. Yeah. So I found, I was like, I need to find the right people. And I think you can have all the qualifications in the world for any job, but if you're not the right person for that environment, mm-hmm. it's just not going to work anyway. Yeah. So I really have gone off like who they are. Like, they all obviously have their qualifications and yes. they've had to do their pre and postnatal training through Bump as well. Okay. But it's more like, they have to be the right people for that place because we yeah. want to create a nurturing and supportive environment. So yeah, it's really important that they're the yeah, right Yeah, I can
1: definitely attest to the fact that you've got some like very beautiful people. there, mothers, like instructors who are mothers themselves. Yeah. And I think like Tara said, after my first few classes at BUM, I just felt that sense of empowerment. It was like, I felt like me again a bit, but it was also, it wasn't even just what the instructors were saying to me. It was like overhearing conversations that your instructors were having with mums who had just given birth and they were asking them like, how are you feeling? And it just, it was this really, I just remember thinking like, Oh, I wish I had someone asking me that question. Like it was mm. just felt like it was a mother talking to another mother and just feeling so supported. Yeah. Um, it is beautiful there. And I was going to ask the question, like what makes bumps instructors? Cause obviously there are just Pilates instruct, not just, but by qualification, mm-hmm. they're essentially Pilates instructors or, um, I'm, so, I'm going to say trainers. gym. What, what's the <laughs> word I'm looking for? Like a fitness yeah. instructor, they run the classes, right? Yeah. What makes your instructors, other than the people that they are, what makes the bump this instructors different to if they were, if someone, a mother or a mum to be, was to go to the gym up the road that someone says, oh, Yeah, we can cater for you in this class. Like what makes your instructors different and the way that bump works, like what fundamentally makes it different.
2: Um, So all of our PTs run the group classes. They all have to have their cert three or four in fitness. Mm -hmm. And then um, they have to do two days of our pre and postnatal bump training, Mm -hmm. um, which is a collaboration between like the founder of bump and um, Jen Dugard, who does safe return to exercise. So they've actually created their own like bump training through safe return to exercise. Mm-hmm. And it's in the process of getting approved through Oz active, which will then go towards, they have to do a certain amount of points to keep their um, certificates mm-hmm. and they will actually get points through our course as well. Oh. Um, everyone else then has like their cert- like certification in either reformer or mm-hmm. yoga or mat and bar. And then they have to do one full day of that training too. Yep. Um, I think what you said earlier, like when you, we're going to classes being pregnant. I think the difference in a lot of other gyms is like people can often feel like a bit of a burden and they're like off to the side or they're Mm -hmm. the only pregnant person in the class. And I think a lot of places have like intermediate or beginning classes. And what's really, I love about bump is that obviously no one's at the same stage of pregnancy or postpartum. So everyone's in like a different stage. So they have to be able to modify for any stage of Mm -hmm. pregnancy and postpartum, which I think is a talent in itself. They mm. have to be able to do that. But it it just means that, like, everyone can be in one class and you're not, like, the only person doing something different. Like, all of our classes are pregnancy-friendly other than Reformer Fit and Hit because of their high intensity. Yeah. But they have to be able to modify for any stage, any mm. injury. Yeah. Um, which you just wouldn't get that in other places. I think the key
1: thing you said there that really like rung in my head was that you're not the only one and you're actually a part of a community of women who are either pregnant or postpartum, which yeah. is actually – that just clicked for me. It's like, yeah, you walk into these classes and you I, that's what it is, Beck. I feel like for me I'm like, yeah, I'm in a room of like not just – like obviously the, the mum's going there. We all have different goals. It might be that yeah. some do really want to lose weight and get fit. Yeah. Some might just want a timeout. Some might just want time for them. But it's actually – there's just such this nice feeling of community when you're in the class where I know for me, like even when I've tried to do a bit of exercise before going to bump at other classes, you always feel that sense of like, you need to do more in Mm -hmm. a class. And I feel like at bump, you can fully just go at your pace and the instructors do encourage you to try and motivate you, but not in the sense of like, why are you going harder? Like, yeah. Yeah. And you can, everyone's just doing their own thing. And it's just nice to be surrounded by people who are like in your bubble of life like the stage of life which is super nice
2: yeah I think for me as well like obviously the fitness side of having a gym is very important but for me it was more like building that community for women more like having those people they're going through the same stage in their life like Mm -hmm. it's been so rewarding to see mums who have never met bonding just because yeah, they're going yep. through the same thing. Yeah. Um and we have some like international members so their family are overseas and they don't have that support network here. Yeah. Um and one of them has said like this is the best thing that's happened to me since I've had my baby because I mm. don't have family here. So as soon as she finishes her class she goes and has a shower and she washes her hair and she dries her hair and she knows that her baby's happy and safe and having a nap and she can take that extra time because mm-hmm. at home she doesn't have that because she yeah. doesn't have family here to support her. So for me, like creating that community was really, really important. And it's just happening organically, like because people are just going through like motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. But I also want to like try and break that stigma of obviously bump is quite polarizing. And Mm. I want people to know that it is just a female only gym Yeah. and to encourage like you don't have to be pregnant. You don't have to be postpartum. Yep. It's just a community for all women. So love
0: that. trying to get that out there. Yeah, definitely. A place to feel really comfortable because I know you've got some great like resources there. Like I noticed um, when you showed me through, you've got like tea and coffee and all these beautiful, you know, in the women's change rooms, you've got everything you could ever need. Yeah. How does it work? So with Bump, when you, um, you know, arrange the business and that's what you decided you were going to do, how much of it is like you know i guess you're told to do a certain amount of like this is what we expect at our um, studio mm-hmm. and to have you added personal touches along the way like is there anything you're able to you know to add because i know you've got like the breastfeeding area well it's probably not called the breastfeeding area <laughs> <laughs> especially for women who you want to go with aren't breastfeeding but you've got like tea and coffee it was just um yeah
2: i mean they gave us like a design manual where like yep. we obviously had to stick to certain branding yeah um but my husband and I actually did the fit out ourselves, which was also quite insane to do. Wow! (laughs) So he was still working full time. And obviously we had a really little baby and then we were like, to save money we yeah. will also do the work ourselves and he's a stonemason so he's very handy I say, and like, I'll always give something a crack so like I, it was fine and I really wanted to do that yeah um but that was really really hard like we took a, a lot on in that yeah. time that like nearly broke us wow like, dang, I don't like it's like an episode imagine. of the block yeah <laughs> the it, the it really of the was and we did it in like yeah eight weeks the whole from start to finish so really? other than like framing plastering electricals and plumbing we did everything Everything. this
1: this we'll have to post we'll post some um photos of the the beautiful fit out of because it is incredible it's like the most architecturally designed gym i've ever seen in my life like (laughs) and
2: i was like very i said to them i wanted the creative freedom to make it like how I want, I wanted to put my touch on it, yeah. and they did let me have that freedom. Yeah, um, that was really important. I probably wouldn't have done it if I couldn't have had that sort of freedom. To yeah, like yeah, because it, it wouldn't have felt like Your the space, space I wanted bit. to make. Yeah. yeah, um, but they were they're thrilled with how it's turned out. So yeah. I've probably set the bar a little high with like having really nice stone and stuff that <laughs> yeah, other people really might have. not be able to put into their budget. But um, yeah, no, everyone has other things that they can, you know, other perks. And I yep. was just really lucky that my husband could do that, but. Yeah, um, they they want things like the tea and coffee and they want to create that so we, yeah. they want consistency through all of the clubs as well yeah um but yeah i've
0: definitely put personal touches oh definitely and even the fact yeah. that you offer towels like i know that doesn't oh sound I like know, a big thing a but thing. the fact that you don't have to lug around your own towel yeah take, <laughs> a, wet towel home. Yeah, yeah. take yeah. a wet towel home like that's just such a nice touch and you've obviously got the crèche mm-hmm. um and so you've got the t- is it two rooms, two crèche rooms. Yeah. yeah so
2: um our baby room is divided into two um six weeks to six months on one side and then six months to walking on the other and then we have um, a separate toddler room which is walking to six years yeah um so we've got a no food policy so no allergy issues and no technology policy so especially for the toddlers it's all interactive development stuff we do different craft every day oh wow just like so that they're playing and enjoying themselves and when like the mums don't feel even more guilty by putting them in there and Mm. just sitting them in front of a tv as well like Mm. they're playing um and there's plenty of room for prams, especially in the baby room. So like if they come in and they're asleep, we just leave them in their prams. Yep. And if they need to be cuddled, we cuddle them and there's room for them to walk up and down if they're unsettled. And yep. yeah, they're really beautiful spaces and my crèche girls are amazing. So yeah, I, I wouldn't was... have hired anyone. I wouldn't leave my own daughter with. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. <laughs> and beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was going to say before, when you were talking about um, the mothers you have who are, don't have support and that they get to be able to, you know, leave their child where somewhere that they feel safe and they can do something for themselves. Um, for me personally, I don't send Elliot to daycare. Um, and it's not something that I want to do anytime soon. So I rely on basically my mother and f- sometimes father, let's be honest, it's my mother-in-law. She um, helps us out and it's like twice a week and, um, for half a day here and there. Um, and, for me it has been so nice to meet your staff who are there and feel like I can use that not to my advantage is not the right word but like (laughs) for me even to be like okay I'm not going to send Elliot to daycare but I can actually send him to a space where I know the people and I know that he's fully supported I'm supported and I mean look we haven't got to the place yet where he's actually made it through an entire class it's all right. we're getting Um, there we are getting there we had like yeah we haven't been for a couple of weeks because of life things but um, even for me like I know I've talked about it on here before like I'm quite an anxious mum when it comes to leaving him Mm. he's totally fine Mm -hmm. Um, but well actually he's just a toddler like he's gonna take time to warm up but even the first time I did actually leave him I did 15 minutes of the class Mm. and I actually felt really calm and that's huge for me because I know how anxious I get Mm. and I went back in and he was being supported, he was not happy about being left there at all. But the <laughs> staff were great, yeah. Um, and even the fact that when I got back to the room, he just all he needed was a cuddle from me for all of like a minute, and then I put him down and he was happy to go and play. Like, yeah. So that to me said it spoke volumes about. The environment that's there—that mm. he wasn't just traumatized at the fact that yeah. I left him and the staff—it is supportive. a big thing. Like you know, it's almost like leaving you,
0: it's the first time, especially leaving them yeah. anyway. Even people you trust, it's exactly. still like a massive thing, especially when you've been so hands-on. Like exactly. I know you're like you know, as a mom, you know, you're very hands-on, and mm-hmm. um, it is—it's you know, for them especially because they are like oh wait, there's a separation thing, and they get to this age where they're like oh wait, we are different people, we're yep. not the same person. and You're leaving me, oh, yeah, right? yeah. Like, it's, and it, it is—it's
1: is so, it's like as if you were to be leaving them for daycare, obviously leaving them for the whole like a whole day yeah but to even get to that point where you can Mm. and i know for like every child is different and some children are easier to leave than others yeah my child's probably just the way he is because of me let's be honest um (laughs) but it was just yeah for me it was and i know that there'll be other mums i know other mums that even come to bump that are like that they don't send um their children child to daycare mm-hmm. um but they feel comfortable to come and do a class and because you have that is it 90 minutes yeah
2: so 90 minutes in the crèche but yeah. all our classes are 45 yeah so it just yeah. gives them that extra time if they do want to go and have a shower and take it yeah just even have a coffee for five minutes they don't yeah. have to rush in and out
1: which yeah. i think again attests to like what makes your space different from any other gym club that i've come across but even just talking yeah. to this like so many places it'd be like yeah you've got to have them in out and it's all just very mm-hmm just not community-based whereas I think that's the the main thing that I feel from your club is that it is all about actually the mothers and the women that are coming through it's not just about you're just not a number you know exactly Mm. yeah
2: and I've worked really hard as well at building rapport with everyone and getting to know who their kids are too Mm. because it's so important like it is such a big deal I'm exactly like you Mm. and I've had to, I've really been put into, well, I've put myself into this position <laughs> where I've had to kind of let go. And I think like it has definitely been a, a good thing for sure. Cause I wasn't ready to send her to daycare. Like mm-hmm. I just, I even looked, I think in January, and I uh, maybe I looked at last year and I looked at the um, application and I couldn't even submit it. Like mm. just even to inquire for a price. I was like, no, I'm not ready. I it. Mm. I, it just wasn't for me. And I still even now wouldn't have been ready to send her off. Um, but bringing her to creche every day. It's like, I'm in such a lucky position. It's really hard. Cause if I hear her, yeah. I like go down. Yeah. That and- would be hard. You had her
0: strapped to you the other day when you were yeah. working on my computer. I'm like, Oh look, mum, life, yeah, like running yeah. a business and you've got her strapped to you.
2: Yeah. And I feel guilty. Like, cause she's very clingy at the moment as well. Um, but she's been so adaptable. Like she's, I've had to palm her off to people and I just haven't had a choice because we were doing the fit out and we were just so I was about to say, how did you have support throughout that building a business? Oh, my family have been amazing. We couldn't have done it without them, but it was hard to like leave her so Mm. often. I feel so guilty. Still, even now I'm like, I'm hoping in the long run it will all be worth it. Yes. But like it is hard and I wasn't ready to do that. So I can totally
1: understand how people feel. It's such a big deal leaving Mm. your kids, especially Mm. if you've never done it. Even just to go to a class when you're in the next room. Exactly, like that's what yeah. I think it's yeah. been. And even for you, like you're still working. And, and this is probably nice for other mums to hear who see mums who are stronger. Maybe I do not even think it's stronger, but just get into that mode of like, yep, they're going to go to daycare. And I'm mm-hmm. sure those mums like Tara, you've talked about how you still have hard days with Bo. Like, oh, definitely. But even just for these mums who might be a little bit more anxious, like you and I, Bec, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> with leaving them, like just to hear that it's, that it is normal. That, mm. you know, we're not bad mums and like, we're not bad people and we're just... No, it's just yeah, another hurdle it. for us, but it's just, yeah, it is still a big deal even when you're in the other room, but just to have that, like, and yeah. to have someone like you who gets it, like Elliot loves you. He's met you three times, but literally he'll <laughs> like, he's not, he's not like most toddlers. They don't necessarily say hello to everyone, but so, because yeah. you're just so <laughs> present selective. when, yeah, because you're so present when you're there. um, Yeah. It, you can feel it. And I think um like Tara was saying before about how you sometimes just got pip strapped to you. Like you just yeah. roll with it, you know? And
2: yeah, I mean, and I'm so lucky like I, that I can take her with me. Like, mm. it is hard yeah. as well because, like, Literally. I am trying to run a business. Yes. And then she does need me. And then I'm like, okay, well, I've got to do it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And then sometimes I'm like, it's just easier. if I, I know she's happy. She's having a nap. Like, she's getting heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, if I can just strap her to me and she's content and I can keep working. Like, That's great. Yeah, I'm so lucky to be able to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what we were saying like Kayla and I say there's this stage that you go through as a mother and it is probably around the 4 months like age when you said you were like i need to start like you know i want to start the business and you go through a stage of like what can i do that's going to allow me to have you know some flexibility in being a mom and running a business and like can i run a business myself And you start coming up with all these business ideas and i'm pretty sure kayla and I, I don't know it's a bit old the kids are a bit older than that but we're like what can we do together like mm. and that's when we started the podcast and you just you do go through a lot of that because you're like well oh, you know and look unfortunately some of us have to go back to work you know full-time which is hard and you have to rely on daycare and things like that um but you just do have a moment of like what can i do what can i come up with what can i invent yeah (laughs) so the fact that you've you know followed through especially at four months and be like no yeah we're doing it yeah Yeah. my brain
1: literally didn't work at four months like i was saying that to you before the podcast back like i i had my own business have still got my own business um (laughs) and my brain i could not compute anything like so i'm just in awe of the fact that you had the drive and followed through like that's great and how
2: was it as a sleeper Oh yeah, no, not good. No, no. <laughs> oh, we can we can feel that. <laughs> we need to feel work you. on that.
0: Oh, still, you're still having sleep issues. She's
2: yeah. So like from. 10 weeks, she started sleeping through. Yep. So, like, I'd put her down at six, I'd give her a dream feed just whenever I went to bed between yep. like nine and 10 30, and she would sleep till six. It was wow. amazing. amazing. Yeah. And then the four months regression hit, and then she never slept through Which again. Which is the same time ever. you decided to get a business. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, the Shop timing whammy. was impeccable. Oh. <laughs> so, um, now she's just sort of sleeping through ish. If she wakes up in the early morning, like, we are so tired that we yeah. just can't persist and we just put her in our bed because she goes yeah. straight to yeah. sleep. got to do what works. I'm yeah. like, I don't have time to be, like, patting and rocking you and, no. yeah. Especially so, when
1: you're up and out of the house some mornings at some god- ungodly Yeah, like, hour. I drag her yeah. there
2: sometimes at six o'clock in the morning, like, well, for the first month I was there for every moment that it was open and she yep. was basically with me the entire time. So, <laughs> I'd be rolling her out in her pajamas yep. into the car and then I'd get her ready there and feed her breakfast once everything was sort of open and running, but... Yeah, I'm very lucky that she's a very happy, very content Mm. little girl. And she is just kind of rolling with the punches. Yeah.
0: So how are you feeling about her turning one? Because it's such a big milestone. I remember we talk about it like when the boys, and now we're at the two stage, Mm -hmm. like Bo's just turned two and Elliot's soon turning two. But one, I just remember being this big Big deal, big Mm. deal.
2: I don't know if I'm really, like, taking it all in. Do you know what I mean? I might be in a state of shock. Yeah. I can't believe how quickly she's grown. Yeah. Yeah. Every day she's... But it's such a good age now. She's getting her little personality and...
0: It is a great age. Yeah.
2: Like, I love it. Are you having
0: a party or doing anything for it? I
2: will be. Yeah. I haven't planned it.
1: It's in 12 days. (laughs) 12
2: days. (laughs) Nothing like I've sent out
1: invitations and so far we've got absolutely nothing. Oh, so I've got lots to do this week. I did the same thing. I was in like, um, like this mode of like, oh, no, I'm not going to do anything for his birthday. We'll just have a cake together. And then it was literally like two weeks or even a week before I was like, no, I've got to do something. Yeah, we need like to do a v
2: party. I, I'm all for
1: events, so I definitely have to do it. I'll regret it if I don't. <laughs> I think the other thing with turning one was that like it didn't really feel big until I think it was the night before it really hit me that like he was
0: turning 1. You saying goodnight to him. Yeah, yeah, saying
1: goodnight to like your baby that's then going to be 1 like yeah. that that hit me then. I don't know if you remember that time but for, for me it was the night before I feel so feel like that will interesting probably to see what you feel happened to me. Yeah. And also I'll tell you this now because I got told it right before Elliot turned 1. Um I think it was on Instagram it came up and someone shared it with me. You take a photo of your when you put them to bed the night before their birthday each year. And you take a photo of them, like, so before they turn one and, mm-hmm. like, you keep going and you keep this journal Stop, of it. I know. So you should, yeah, so definitely, Stop. like, um, yeah, try it if you I'll want because I did the night, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to do that when he turns two because he's two in a few weeks as well. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe it. It's gone so fast. It really does. It flies. And did also, you, Oh, sorry, go. I was just going to say, like, I think this is timely in the fact of what you've also achieved. Like, it's nice when we get to that first birthday or any milestone of our children to, like, reflect – And not only look at how much they've grown, but like how much you've grown back. Like Mm. you've faced some big challenges starting a business, (laughs) opening the doors, going through open days, trying to get members like, you know, while this has come from a passion place and we can feel it, even Tara and I, when we're in the gym, at the end of the day, there's a dollar sign hanging over your head. Like, so I think that this is huge for you, like, and it would be nice to reflect for yourself and give yourself a pat on the back of like how much you've grown in the last five months. I probably
2: should. (laughs) It's been a lot of work, but yeah, it's just rewarding to finally see it open. Like Mm. there's so much that you do before you even get to like the, the like fit out phase, like the amount of paperwork and like setting up the business was, I would be on the phone, you know, until midnight, some nights, you know, doing legal stuff and yeah, it's just so much work but so rewarding to see it open but yeah there is like a big black cloud hanging over my head and like it has to work because you like there's no chance for failure yeah I've got to make it work and I I know it will because yeah um yeah it's coming from a genuine like place Definitely. like i'm yeah i'm not a pushy salesperson by any means mm-hmm. but i kind of have to be at this point like yeah, you know it's, I've a, got business. A, it's a business yeah. yeah but i think it's needed like it's yeah
0: yeah and like you said it is lacking um on the coast because i found myself like i was saying we spoke about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast is especially as a pregnant woman you're trying to find classes and there might be like a yoga class and it runs for six weeks every couple of months and it's like well i've got to fall into the right yeah. category like in the right space whereas you know the fact that you i didn't even know you could do reformer i think i messaged you like as i've said it a few times on the show just in case other women didn't know that you could yeah. do reformer when you're pregnant um so i was so excited to find that out um how did you go with your pregnancy did you have like a good pregnancy did you enjoy being pregnant with one of those crazy people um, like me <laughs> no i
2: i wouldn't say i particularly enjoyed it yeah um I don't know. I've probably felt like the best I ever have in in my own body while I was pregnant, like towards the end. First trimester was gnarly like mm. so nauseous i never vomited but like 24 7 but sometimes nauseous. i think that's worse that it, is that's
0: what feeling? i had if as well you, yeah if you don't vomit because you'd like you don't get, get any relief yeah like, i
1: know that people say vomiting is worse and i would attest to that as oh, well yeah, if you're constantly vomiting awful. but on the polar to that if you're constantly nauseous and you don't get the re- that, even that like <laughs> minute relief after you yeah. vomit yeah. yeah i feel you back that was horrible and just
2: exhausted like i mm. was still working full time and on my i was lucky that i was working from home because i was so tired yeah and instead of having lunch lunch i would have a nap yeah during covid yeah yeah so and then as soon as i went into that second trimester i think i was feeling (laughs) i got my energy back for like two weeks and then i got hit with covid (laughs) oh it was brutal and i was so sick um but after that like i had a very like i was very lucky i had a good pregnancy i was absolutely terrified about labor and giving birth and tearing and like yeah petrified completely but normal. I had yeah yeah but I had such a good experience like did in you, the end whereabouts did you give birth Gold Coast private oh, okay yep yeah and I just I had a good team like I was terrified but I wasn't worried yeah that makes mm-hmm. sense like yep. you felt supported yeah I knew I was in good hands I knew I had a, the best team around me so yep. I wasn't scared I mean I just I knew I mean I was terrified yeah I, shouldn't yeah. Say I wasn't scared <laughs> I was I was absolutely terrified but, but you said but, you did a calm
0: birthing course I did a
2: calm birthing course um yeah, I didn't. I didn't take a lot from it in terms of like implementing it. Yeah, but just learning. I knew what I was kind of in for. I knew what to expect, which yeah. I find like the more I know, mm. the better off I am. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah so I'm like, the same. and it's with. It's funny because I was so scared about labor. I was so scared about giving birth, and then things didn't go to plan. I didn't really have a birth plan because I'm like very regimented <laughs> like you know and I knew if I have a plan and it doesn't go that way I will spiral yep. and that is not going to be good for anyone so yep. I was like I just want to go in with an open mind the only thing I wanted to do was go in the water while I labored yeah which I then couldn't end up doing oh. I feel like that's such a common story <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely
0: and the thing about you saying about a birth plan because Kayla and I've spoke about this and I think in Kayla's birth story she came up with a birth map yeah so, that so she I literally navigated every different option.
1: everything that could go wrong was yeah. on my birth map so yeah. I was like Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No,
2: I couldn't. I knew. Oh, so you it's didn't like, go in the water.
0: You couldn't. Well, yeah. I
2: ended up getting induced. I was really anxious towards the end. Like they were obviously saying, "You know your baby. You know your body. Yes. you You need to monitor movements." And I just felt like it was on me if something went wrong. Yeah. And mm. towards and every morning I would wake up and I'm like, "Oh my god, when did she move?" Like I didn't mm. know it was a girl, yeah. but I didn't know when the baby had moved last, and I would just be freaking out every day. Yeah. I went in for my appointment at 39 weeks, and she's like, "How are we feeling?" And I'm like. Yeah. Like I'm good physically, but like every morning I'm freaking out. She's like, we can't have that. What yeah. do you want to do? Do you want to have your baby this week? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up getting induced.
0: Yep. And um, how do you feel about that? Cause I always, um, I was a couple of days off getting induced before I went into labor. Um, but I've heard like the contractions is really intense once you've been induced.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, we did the, she wanted to do the balloon, um, yep. the night before and it was excruciating it was awful the first one bent um and the second one she'd only half filled and i was i'm like immediately went white i was gonna i was like i'm gonna be sick like the pain was excruciating oh wow and she was like oh it should be uncomfortable but not painful yeah um and then she's like we'll give it a minute it should calm down and then i was like no and she's like no this isn't for you so we end up doing the tape yeah. Which is really just on a string. Like it's got a bit of like medication on it. Mm. Um and it's kind of like putting a tampon in. Oh yeah, I was like, why didn't you just do that? Like <laughs> yeah. that was not painful. Yeah. <laughs> why did yeah. we go through all of that? Um it it I think I was like a couple of centimetres in the morning, like yeah. nothing crazy. Um broke my waters at seven AM and then they said like it's your first baby, like yeah. Don't expect it to come quickly. Maybe between like four and 10, we'd expect you to have your baby. If it's tomorrow, don't kill me. Like you may still be in labor. (laughs) We don't know. Um, but yeah, they put the oxytocin, um, drip in. That's yeah. why I couldn't go in the bath, which oh, okay. I actually think has changed it now, has, yeah. like yeah. very recently mm-hmm. in the last very couple Very recently. Of weeks. Yeah, yeah. My
0: midwife said they had a meeting I with her and well. she, a lot has changed with the water yeah. um, stuff.
2: Yep. Yeah. So I couldn't, that was the only thing I couldn't do, which was fine. But even like my putting cannulas in wasn't working like this, things just weren't going well. Yeah. Um, and she was actually, um, breech and at 37 weeks I had to have an ECV where they manually spin them around oh wow um which was another crazy like experience yeah but she flipped so quickly like i was very lucky like within a minute. She yeah. was down. And oh really? Yeah. My obstetrician's like, You can come every day. I was like, No, oh, thank you. Oh <laughs> how do they can I ask how I don't
0: know how they do that. How do they do that? They like give they... you
2: like a muscle relaxant yeah. in your leg and then they literally push the baby manually from the outside to flip them around.
0: Wow. They'd done
2: three the day that day before me and none of them worked. And then the midwife told me that before they started and I'm like, Oh my god, oh my god don't give <laughs> <my head. laughs> Yeah. But I was very lucky. So Oh, wow. Um but then on and she stayed down but then um once I was in labor she kind of went semi posterior. Yeah. So for me just the back pain like I could kind of manage the contractions it that's not what was really killing me but the back pain like yeah. I yeah. got I to, 10 to and I, was I did like, a
1: posterior birth and my and I was induced as well and it was the back pain cuz Elliot was literally on my back and yeah. I was just yeah. saying like that is Yeah, I was like, no, get me an epidural and I
2: hate needles and I was absolutely terrified (laughs) and I was like, and when he came in, he was like, oh, um, what are you worried about? I'm like being paraplegic. He's like, okay, that can happen, but like, (laughs) yeah, that also didn't work. So they did it and I think he go after 20 minutes, it still yeah. hadn't fully kicked in. They gave me another full dose. Yeah. Um, but she must have had her feet like right up under my ribs. So she was like kind of straight out. Yeah. And so every contraction, I was like just getting winded, but they oh. don't numb you all that way up.
1: No.
0: Yeah.
2: So he was like, oh, we're just going to have to see how it goes. Like we can check again soon. Um, but it got to a point where it was actually probably really good because I can, I could still feel my contractions and it got to a point where it was bearable. I wasn't in like pain, yep. but I knew, so that mm. really helped me when I had to push because yeah. I could feel it. Yep. Um, but he said like, if you do have to go in for a C-section, we're going to have to put you under because it's not enough. Like it's yeah.
0: obviously
1: not fully effective.
0: Yeah, well, you felt a little bit than you, Kayla. Was yeah, it?
1: mine worked. I had the same as you. End up getting epidural. Um, it worked down one side, mm-hmm. and then it would like dependent I asked to be moved because, like, the way I was laying, I was like, I just feel like it's same. how I'm laying. Yeah. Um, but then still it. Yeah, it wasn't really working. I was like you though, like it was enough to take the pain away. I was happy though because yeah. I was like, yeah, look, and to be honest, I went into birth thinking I was going to have a natural labour and all this, but I didn't. I got induced and ended up having epidural. Like mm. it was fine, but the epidural, yeah, same thing. But then when I went, I had to have an emergency C-section because I didn't dilate um, and Elliot was coming down my birth canal at <laughs> four centimetres. Um, so anyway, but when I went in to have the C-section, um, they – put more through this the epidural line Mm -hmm. um and i would they do like that ice check do you remember that yeah they did yeah yeah and i was numb like right up to my boobs like couldn't feel the ice but then when they were like tapping at where they're gonna Mm -hmm. cut they do like a prick test i just about jumped off the bed because i could feel it and the anesthetist was like no 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 like it shouldn't be painful i was like no i can feel it like i can feel the knife or whatever they're doing oh my god they're like oh can you do it again and they pricked me again and i was like i can feel it and so, yeah, they had to get everyone out and then I had to sit up and I was given a oh. spinal block. So if that didn't work, then I was going to have to go under. Mm. But the spinal block worked, thank God. Oh. But, yeah. I yeah, can. well, it
2: kicked in in the end, but it did – yeah, I could mm. feel it, but it was it was bearable. I was yeah. fine with that. I was like, I'm not doing it again. Because they're yeah. like, do you want us to take it out and start again? I'm, no way. No, way. no yeah. thank you. Because <laughs> with,
0: with an epidural, I think I had – I don't know if I had a spinal block or an epidural after because I had surgery. Mm. Um, but when you're giving birth and you've got an epidural – I've heard that, that it doesn't take it all. You can feel it a little bit, mm. but it's not, you know. Yeah. I used. mean,
2: the more, if you can feel it, there's going to be less like of them having to intervene. Basically, mm. yeah. if you were like fully blocked, like it used to be, yeah. the chances of having a vacuum or anything like that is much higher. Yeah. Um, so yeah, once that was more bearable, my <laughs> midwife said to me, "Um, you really need to like have a rest. Most people push for like an hour to two hours. It's really exhausting. I really want you guys to have a rest. I'm like, okay. So I said to my husband, turn the lights off, shut the blind. You have a nap. I'll like relax. And my midwife was actually finishing her shift. So she was doing handover and she'd spoken to my obstetrician and she said, I want you to do a check because you've done the first check and everyone kind of checks slightly differently. So I just want you to do that before you hand over. So like 10 minutes later, she came in and she's like, I'm just going to do a check. And then I'm handing over. I was like, okay. And she's like, oh the head's there, you're ready. And this was at like two thirty, And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I've got to call prepared. Tanya. And I was like, no, I just started crying. I was like, no, I need to have a nap. You said I need to have a nap. I haven't had a nap. I'm sorry. I'm like, no, I'm not ready for this. She's like, you don't have a choice. The baby is here. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, wow. Um, and so she called my obstetrician. She was actually in theater. Um, and she's like, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Just get everything ready. Um, she came up and I pushed her 12 minutes. Wow. wow. I didn't tear, which was like my biggest fear. Yeah. Um, But I could feel the contractions, which really helped me pushing. With it, yeah. um, I just closed my eyes and I was absolutely silent. Yeah. My husband said in the calm birthing, if you do that, like, there's no way you'll just be like. Yeah. <laughs> but I did. I didn't make a noise. I was just wow. eyes shut. I was just yeah. concentrating. But I listened to them, like they would say don't push and I think that's the only reason I didn't tear. Like I had yeah. a good team, you know, they were doing like the massage mm-hmm. as as I was pushing as well. Yeah. And I think like that all definitely was the reason that I had. But yeah, twelve minutes. Yeah. And like in the end it was just such a good experience. Like mm. I don't know what I was so scared about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then breastfeeding was like the hardest thing in the world. Which I didn't expect. Yeah. Like I was so scared about labor and birth and that's all I was concentrating on. And I was like, oh, breastfeeding will be a breeze. Yeah, that's it. Nah. Yeah. And that was so overwhelming and really hard to come to terms with too, because I felt like we weren't having this like bonding experience that everyone Mm. says that you have. And I was dreading feeding her because it was so painful and she would get like really worked up and frustrated. And yeah, it was a hard like I really had to stick with it like for four weeks it
0: was so so did you have any support during that time like in terms of breastfeeding um it was like a two-man job
2: my poor husband (laughs) like he I had to like fully like you know shape my boob to put her on and yep. like get her to latch and then I like was very lucky I had a lot of supply and I had like I would have so much let down so he would have to like hold the harker yeah. and feed me water because mm. he's so
1: thirsty I remember feeling yeah. that too as soon as Elliot would start feeding I would just go like to this dry sponge feeling of like <laughs> like yeah. give me water like it was crazy yeah but I think it's really nice that you're talking about honestly about how hard your breastfeeding journey was because again it is one of those things where it's like you just don't think about it you're thinking all about the birth the labor a lot of women do just talk about their positive breastfeeding breastfeeding experience um how long did you end up or are you still breastfeeding how long did you end up breastfeeding for um
2: i breastfed for about nine months i basically stopped a couple of weeks before bump opened Mm -hmm. because with all the stress my milk just basically stopped completely yeah but I breastfed her all the way up, That's amazing. like yeah. F- yeah, until then. Um, and she just started getting teeth at that point too. And because my milk was dropping, she was hungry and she started yeah. biting me. I was like, I think we're done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. do, you
0: know, too. Like you just a, know when. It's like your... I was a hit twelve months. And I'm like, yeah, same thing. But I was like teeth. I'm like, yep. Yeah. And then yeah. I was only doing it like an overnight, and I'm just, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm ready to have my boob back. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I definitely like my husband was amazing. He was like the best support ever. And then um, obviously when I was in the hospital, I was finding it very difficult as well. Like it was really hard, but it was also, it's good and bad, but I had so many nurses. I stayed there for four nights once I'd had her. And everyone tells you something different, which is mm-hmm. good because obviously nothing, work, like the same thing doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. But it was also overwhelming because I didn't know what I was doing yes. and I was getting told something different every time a new midwife would come on. Yeah. But I saw lactation consultants in there as well. Okay. And I actually went back after I'd left just to get some more help because I was really struggling. Yeah. Um, and then I also, they came out and did a visit, I think a week later from Gold Coast, private. Yep. Um, and they helped me again. And then I also was put in touch. Um, my auntie is a midwife in the blue mountains yeah. and she'd had a connection with someone up here who used to work at the Gold Coast private hospital, but she's gone out on her own. And she just literally does, um, like I saw her for six weeks. She would come to my house once a week And she was like the best support ever. Yeah. And she was just like, you know, when mums are out and they're breastfeeding and it's because they've got the hang of it. That's why it looks easy. You don't (laughs) see anyone struggling. No. And yeah, she just gave me like tips and tricks on how I could change and make it better. Yeah. I ended up like just purely pumping off one boob for a whole week because it was so, I needed it to heal. A and break. I was like, mm-hmm. it either needs to heal or I'm not going to be able to keep going. Yeah. And I was really determined to breastfeed. Yeah. Um, so I purely breastfed her off one boob and like, lucky I had so much supply cause yeah. that was fine for her anyway. Um, And then once that healed, I kind of moved to a shield and then, then I took the shield away and yeah, she was so supportive too. I remember one day she came over and if I knew she was coming, she would always try and plan it around when I needed to feed so that she could help me and see how I was going with it. And I would go and unlock the door before she got there so she could just come in. And one day she came over and I'd unlocked the door, but for some reason she couldn't get in. And I just put Pip on, like she'd just started. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so I ended up leaving her on. I walked downstairs and I opened the door. She's like, look at you, you're walking around breastfeeding. You've got this. And I'm like, yeah, it just took a while. But like, I was very lucky to have a lot of support and from different people too.
0: Yeah. And we talk about it too, like we both, you know, saw lactation and even Brenton talks about how she changed our whole like life yeah she came in at like it's like it's three or four weeks just everything changed and he still remembers her name because he's like she was a lifesaver not just for me but for brenton who was a good support you know it's funny how the husband get so involved in yeah. the breastfeeding well, yeah, yeah exactly we were the
1: same like um yeah same thing for us like our lactation consultant who we are going to have on the podcast next week i believe yes Sarah. we are
0: um gonna be questions let us know yes <laughs> yes
1: um but yeah we were the same like it wasn't even about it's not it's like the emotional mental support they give you as well i think that is a nice thing when you're going through that you know the early stages of breastfeeding and motherhood it's like i would say that's a piece of advice i'd give to anyone who's pregnant to source a mid um a midwife a source a lactation consultant contact at least and have yeah. it in your phone mm. before you have the baby yeah then you've got that and protocol. they help with
0: other stuff like it's just amazing she's oh. had so much knowledge about that, everything. It was everything everything it's like, not just breastfeeding it's just that support yeah yeah
2: well she used to do like a, she would do the old school like weighing. So she yeah. had like a little yeah. hand weight and she'd like get Pip undressed and pop her <laughs> in the little bag. Like she was like a, yeah, you know, stalker. the, the yeah, little yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yes. So she would do that and it was good because then I knew like we were on track and it was just like a good reminder for me because I was so anxious. Even when yeah. she was born, like mm. during the day I would not nap. Unless, like, Sam – I was like, you have eyes on her at all times (laughs) or I'm not having a sleep. Yeah. I just – I couldn't. I was so anxious about anything happening to her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But just to have that, like, weekly check-in where she was, like, supporting me too and, like, helping me but also just doing, like, the weights and stuff, like – and it's all through Medicare. I should find, I'll should yeah, send like the details it in, we'll put to it in the you show Yeah, because yeah. she is amazing. Like I couldn't have got through without it. And Sam mm-hmm. was like, oh my God, I love it when
1: she comes in. Yeah. <laughs> She's well, just so good. Obviously he would feel the change in you as well then too. Like, cause yeah, you are exactly more supported and confident. And, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'll definitely get the details and put it in the show notes. But we might end with our three questions that we ask all our guests. Yeah. So I was going to quickly say oh, yeah.
0: just before, if you just wanted to explain with Bump mm-hmm. how it works membership wise yeah. and like um, if people do want to sign up or, mm-hmm. you know, how does Where- it work? I know you've got a trial. Yep. Um,
2: so we've got a $19 one week trial at the moment, which yep. is unlimited. So it just gives you the chance to try more than one class, try out a few different times. We do have such a variety of classes Yeah. and it also in- includes that crèche. So, For people who haven't put their kids anywhere, either. It just gives them the chance to make sure their kids are happy too before they're signing up to something. Um, so we have that trial, and then in terms of the membership, we have an unlimited membership, which is sixty nine dollars a week on a six month term. Yeah, and that includes all of our classes: so reformer, mat pilates, yoga, bar, all of our circuit like strength based classes. Yeah, um, and the crash.
0: Oh, so the crash is included in that membership. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. And it doesn't
2: matter if you've got one, two, three kids. Yeah. We don't like add on if you've got more kids. Oh wow! It, it doesn't change. So yeah, um, it's amazing. Yeah, just to give them. That and then support. people can obviously do casual classes as well. We don't do casual oh, classes. Okay. We do yeah. have a two class per week option too, which yep. is $49 a week. Okay. Um, that's on a six month term. And then we offer both memberships also on a month to month term. If you weren't sure, it's just mm-hmm. like the price is slightly higher. Yep. And we do offer a like a 10 pack of reformer, um, okay. which has a 12 week expiration. You obviously get crash with that, but it just doesn't include any of the other classes.
0: Okay. Yeah. And where good. do people contact you um, to get in touch? I can slide into my DMs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... I'm
2: always talking to people in my DMs yeah. or
0: just... And that's bump at
2: um, bump southport at bump southport yeah on Instagram yeah yeah I think it's bump dot southport yeah we'll pull all of um, them in the yeah yeah or Facebook well. and then yeah. obviously the website too
0: okay awesome great. well yeah well now sorry we'll slip no, into that great the- I, I didn't even think of that so <laughs> no, that's great that's amazing slip into the uh, motherhood questions yes um, so what is your favorite part of motherhood
2: oh just like watching her grow and like yeah I just love her more than anything in the entire world but she's such a happy little girl and like yeah her little personality is just yeah it's the best thing yeah I just love spending time with her and then when I'm like oh my god I need a break and then I put her in like where she has a nap or something or yep. Sam takes her I'm like come back I miss you but <laughs> photos of yeah phone, literally I all mentioned. I do is yeah. do that but yeah just watching her grow and like she's so curious that I would just say that's the best thing yeah yeah. And on the opposite to that, what is the hardest part of motherhood? Oh my god, the sleep deprivation. <laughs> it is so relatable. brutal. Like before I got pregnant, if I didn't have 8 hours of sleep, you did not want to know me. Like mm-hmm. I was a awful person. <laughs> and look at you I'm like, now. I like I function, yeah, so like positive. seriously. I don't how know how you are. But it is like, oh my god, the things I would do for just one full night's sleep. Right? Yeah. I know.
0: I feel
1: you. We can both attest to that. Yeah, we
0: can. (laughs) Um, And is there, so last, uh, is there any advice or do you have a mum hack, something that you do to make your life easier um, or to balance, you know, work motherhood?
2: Well, I have two. I have one little piece of advice and that would just be that people should talk more about breastfeeding. And like just, yeah, I think knowledge is power with anything, like going into like when you're pregnant. I think if you're not interested in being like doing hypnobirthing or calm birthing, I just think like the more you know, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. I just think knowledge is power and just, yeah, with breastfeeding, it can be really tricky. Some people, it might, they might latch straight away and it'll be a breeze and it will be how you see it in movies or how you see people out and about at cafes and it might be really easy and natural. But I think if you expect it to be like that and it's not, that's when it's really overwhelming with all the hormones that are going on and the exhaustion, like just one more thing not working can be like, you feel like you're not bonding and it can be really hard. So I would just say like People need to talk about that more and just mm-hmm. learn and do your research about as much as you can because the more you know, like the better yeah. prepared you're going to be. Yeah,
0: definitely.
2: And then, mum hack definitely, yeah, having food prep. <laughs> this this is, is the third guest yeah, in that yeah, yeah, has we're start suggested to, to Tara and I that we really
1: need to get onto the food prep. But we really do. Tell us more, Beck. Why? Yeah, why um, you well, you I'm
2: very so lucky. I haven't had time lately to do it, so my husband has been doing that for me. Oh, um, but we do really big batches of all like fresh produce, so yep. big batches of apples, pears, sweet potato. We do like a pasta sauce, which is jammed, packed full yep. of veggies. Yeah. And we do massive batches and freeze it and it'll last us a couple of weeks, but it just makes it so easy. And she's always getting really good fresh produce. I yep. know what's going into it. She's not having any
1: sugar or anything like that. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to ask this question because I feel like I'm being pushed in the direction to do some food prep. <laughs> so let's just say I get for like the puree stuff, but I'm talking more like adult food here. Yep. So you got your like big batches, spaghetti sauce that you were just saying, yep. a pasta sauce. How do you, like, do you freeze it in small portions? What, how do you go yeah. about storing it? Because I feel like that for me is the tricky part. Like, how mm-hmm. do you store it size-wise, defrosting? Yeah.
0: Knowing how much lettuce, to use.
1: Yeah, can you enlighten me? We use just, like, um, ice cube tra- trays, like, bigger
2: ones oh, in yeah. terms of, like, for the purees. Yes. For the pasta, we use, like, big square... Like, so it's like a decent portion for her. Yeah. Right. We cook the pasta fresh every night night, if we give her that. But Sam's been giving her, like, he'll make homemade chicken nuggets and, like, things like that, too. So she's getting more stuff. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I just use ice cube trays. But you can get, like, proper, like, there's, like, legit stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, like, perfectly Mm. portioned. Because I'm a bit
0: like you, because we obviously make, like, if we do freeze it and prep it, it's usually for us. We all eat together now. Um, Yes. But obviously, the boys are a bit older. Um, so I find it hard to think like, oh, am I going to waste, like, am I yeah. going to defrost it and then waste? I haven't, the portion size the is, portion size. I get into. Mm.
2: yeah. I, I mean, I guess you kind of figure out. What yeah, you just want, got to trial it. like try a, a couple Yeah, of times yeah. Yeah. yeah, if there's a lot of waste, you would just do less ice cubes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very good. <laughs> this is well, true. It's
0: been so good speaking it's to you today. Amazing. Thank, thank you, you. you for joining us in Kayla's bed. Yes, yes. <laughs> in my bed, <bedroom>. so
1: intimate. <laughs> One day we will have the studio that Tara and
0: I are envisioning. <laughs> we will. It's coming. It's
1: coming. It's coming. But thank you, yeah. and thank thank everyone, for having everyone.
2: I hope you have a good day. Bye.